Welcome to the Psalms, a call to words podcast where timeless truths shape today's words. I am your host, David Bunce, and I hope that you will be blessed as we journey through the great songbook of the Bible. Psalm 91 is one of the most beautiful and encouraging psalms in the Psalter, reminding us of God who is the shield and buckler and fortress and safety and salvation for his people. Pastor G. Campbell Morgan had said, this psalm is one of the greatest possessions of the saints. Martin Luther had said, this is the most distinguished jewel among all the psalms of consolation. Indeed, this reminds us of God who will rescue and preserve those who are his. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked." Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. William Plummer says the saints are at home in God. In God, they have safety and protection. The whole nature of God, including His holiness, justice, goodness, truth, power, wisdom, presence, and all His perfections, form a covering for the soul against which all assaults are vain. If we would find shelter and all needed help, we must accept the grace that is offered us in these promises. These promises reveal the nature and the character of God. He is one who is going to preserve his people. He is the one who is going to be over them, caring for them, protecting them, keeping them safe from all harms. Charles Spurgeon says that when you walk with a friend in certain positions of the sun, your friend's shadow falls on you. But you cannot expect to have the shadow of your friend unless you are near him. We read in the Song of Solomon, I delight to sit in his shade. There must be a nearness to get under the shadow. So there must be great access to God, great familiarity with him. If we are to receive this promise of God's protection and his shadow being over us in this kind of care and providence, we must be in him. We must be near Him. It cannot be that we just pass by the presence of God, but to dwell upon His Word, to spend time with Him in prayer, to be walking side by side with Him, and then we have the claim to these promises. 
For us here after the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus, we can have that assurance of being in Christ and having his protection and providence over all our lives through his kind and sovereign care. But we must be united to him through Jesus. Another important aspect of this is to remember what is exactly being promised, because we have an interesting uh, interpretation given for part of these verses. If you remember the Gospels, Satan himself interprets these verses. We can certainly say wrongly, he applies them wrongly, because he takes verse 11, which is where the psalmist says, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Well, what is being said here? Well, what is being said is that we will be protected according to God's sovereign plan and will and design. This is uh, not a call for us to Go and expect God to save us from recklessness. In fact, uh, as R.C. Sproul says, that doesn't mean that no Christian will ever suffer from cancer or be killed on the battlefield. The rest of scriptures make it clear that some of the great ones were martyred. Stephen was killed and could have said, well, wait a minute, what about the ten thousand at my right hand and naught shall come nigh thee? These are general guidelines, general principles of how the beneficence of God's providence is poured out on a regular basis in the protection of his people. So, does God promise that he will keep us safe and keep us from harm? Yes, but that does not mean that we then test it in terms of recklessness or even disobedience. Remember how Jesus responds to Satan. What does he say? Instead of saying, oh yeah, that's a good idea, let me jump off of this building. He says, no, you shall not test the Lord your God. So we can't take the promises of God and then test him in the sense that we go and do something reckless. There must be an exercise of wisdom, along with the understanding that God can and often does keep his people safe, even in their physical bodies. This is a wonderful reality that God will continue to care for us. In fact, anytime we step out of our homes, we enter into a dangerous world. Even within our homes, we reside in a dangerous world. We must remember that life is not guaranteed to be safe, but in Jesus Christ, we are guaranteed to be safe in Him. No matter if we live for the full hundred years that we would like to live, or we are only given a few years, God promises to care for His saints and to preserve them, to protect them, to keep them, and even to give them long life. The longest life that he provides for us is eternal life in Jesus Christ. That is why it ends with the salvation of God being shown. Another aspect I find wonderful is how right after the verse that was taken out of context with the angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways, verse 12 says, on their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone, and then verse 13. If only Satan would keep reading, but it's certain that he would not want to read further because it would remind him of his demise. You will tread on the lion and the adder. If we remember from other descriptions of the devil, he has talked about as the lion looking for prey to devour, and he is also the serpent who appeared in the garden. He is the one who will be trampled and has been trampled by Jesus Christ. And so, we remember from this verse the reality that even though he may try to bring all kinds of grief and pain and suffering upon the people of God, Satan 
remains a defeated foe because of Jesus Christ. And if we remember that God will continue to protect and provide for us through the good news of the gospel and through his providential and beneficent care for us, we have nothing to fear and everything to remain grateful for. In closing, I want to quote from William Plummer, and he says, For all deliverances we must wait and give God his time. His interpositions and rewards are sure, but they are not to be hastened by fretting and impatience. Let all the saints be joyful in God. Their inheritance is sure. Their gratitude should be warm and their obedience cheerful and universal. The protection and consolation promised to them and administered on their behalf will be a matter of praise and wonder forever. Nor let sinners forget that all these things deeply concern them. Indeed, the answer to the question whether they shall be fiends or saints depends upon the state of their hearts toward such a great and glorious truth as are revealed in this sacred poem. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for reminding us of your great power and kindness, how you promise to be a refuge and a fortress, a shield and a buckler for your people. May we trust in you. May we delight in you and enjoy your presence. May we remember that you are indeed a strong tower, a safe place to run to, that you are the shadow who protects us. May we walk near you, that we would be close to you, to enjoy you being by our side for your glory, for your kingdom, for your good, and help us to remember the goodness of Jesus Christ who has defeated Satan who is continuing to protect us, provide for us, and care for us. And let us walk with you day by day, trusting in the one who is our salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to The Psalms, a Called to Words podcast. For more content, just visit calledtowords.com. I hope you'll join us again next time for more riches from The Psalms.